New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms, and today I'm hosting Sarah Ann Shockley. She is the author of The Pain Companion, Everyday Wisdom for Living With and Moving Beyond Chronic Pain. Sarah, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Justine. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to have you. I know that you've been exploring are transforming our relationship with pain yes. for a while. You yourself have really gone through this journey and continue to go through this yes, journey. I do. Can you say something about that? Yeah, I've been in uh, chronic pain since 2007. I have a condition called thoracic outlet syndrome, which some listeners may be familiar with, but it's basically very debilitating, involves a lot of nerve pain, and nothing in the medical community or in alternative therapies or with medications really met my needs. So I had to learn how to live with the pain and acute pain and acute debilitation, which led me to move inward rather than going outward for my answers because there weren't any answers on the outside. I know that you really talk about this, that having this relationship with pain, there is the physical part of it that we can pursue and, and we use, we can change our diet or we can do exercise or we can actually have some other interventions. But there's this other part of it that's the emotional, the mental, even the spiritual part mm -hmm. of it mm -hmm. that is present. And I know that you give that a lot of attention. And why is that? Yes, I do. Well, we don't tend to talk about those aspects of living with chronic physical pain. We look at the pain itself. We imagine that it's physically based, therefore it's purely a medical condition. It requires medical responses. But what we don't talk about a lot, and I think a lot of people in chronic pain don't even necessarily realize that they're sharing an experience with many other people. We feel very, very alone in our pain. And there's an awful lot that comes up around living with chronic physical pain emotionally. And I call it the emotional life of chronic pain because we feel alone. We feel lonely. We also feel there's a lot of sadness and grief that goes with living with pain. We feel like we've lost our lives to pain. And no one is talking about this. I mean, maybe somebody somewhere, but I haven't found a whole lot of conversation about how physical pain affects the whole person. How does it affect us emotionally, spiritually, mentally? You know, what happens to the person rather than just the condition? We often feel like we're kind of becoming our condition or the doctors we work with address our condition and not us. But the whole person shows up at the doctor's or office. Or our friends want to fix us, but that often is not that helpful. Maybe yeah. if you advise us or, or you encourage us to find some trusted friend that you can really Oh, absolutely. I think to. it's really important to tell your pain story, but you have to find the right person. And you kind of have to prep them first and say, please just listen. Please don't offer me advice. Please don't try to fix me. Because what happens with those of us who have been in pain for a long time is we feel a lot of blame about being in pain. We feel 
that we're made wrong for being in pain. It's almost like being in pain is a crime you've committed, you know, and, and why haven't you fixed this already? We get that a lot. And of course, we get that from the medical community, whether it's overt or, or not. Sometimes it very much is. So we get accused of, of not doing the right thing, of not trying hard enough. But we also get it when people come to us and try to help us all the time, you know, trying to fix us, it feels a bit shaming and blaming because we can't fix ourselves. We would have already. Nobody wants to be living in pain. They're well-meaning. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It often comes from a very well-meaning place. But I think that's why this conversation is so important because the people around people in chronic pain don't understand what we're going through. They do not understand how awful it is. They don't understand how hard it is just to get through a day let alone trying to heal or do this technique or, you know, whatever else we're supposed to be doing. We're just trying to get out of bed in the morning and function. So recognizing that there's an awful lot of other pain that goes around physical pain and finding something to tell your story to can be really healing. So expressing the pain that you're in, it can be really healing. So what you're saying too is that Pain has its own timetable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's going to stay as long as it needs to. You know, we start out usually thinking of pain as the enemy, something to fight, something to get rid of. And that's often where we start and stop with our healing modality right now. And I think that needs to be changed where we begin to change our perception of pain to a signal, to a messenger, to something that is trying to heal us. It's a signal that we're trying to heal something. It's a signal from the part of us that's hurting. So instead of fighting it, begin to work with it and begin to enlist it as an ally. Not to resist it or to set up battle lines. And, yeah. And the pain is on that side. Yes. And we're fighting it against it yeah. like a because war zone. Because that goes on and on and on. And it's exhausting mentally, physically, spiritually, in every way. And it's depressing. It's really depressing. Sarah, it's really hard. When we're in pain, there's so much that we cannot do. I know that you were a young mother and you had a preteen son, 11 11 years old, when it came on you. And there were so many things that you couldn't do. Yeah. And then it, it affects you financially? It affects your whole life. And I think that's part of what we need to understand is that somebody in chronic physical pain isn't just dealing with the physical pain. There's a tremendous amount of stress around being with pain. There's a tremendous amount of loss around losing your life to pain. And there's financial worries. There's, will this treatment work? A lot of us wake up in the middle of the night with panic attacks. Most of us can't sleep very well. So we're we're sleep deprived and walking around like zombies. A lot of us have what we call brain fog, where we just can't think that well or our brains might blank out in the middle of a sentence and and yet somehow we're blamed for not healing faster. So, you know, that's so important to recognize as somebody who loves somebody in pain, as a practitioner, to include all of that in what needs to be healed and what needs to be addressed. Once we get into chronic pain, we're talking about the physicality of it, but we're also talking about the whole person is affected by living with chronic pain. So, in a way, the whole person is asking to be healed. The whole person is needing to be healed. I mean, it's a tremendously difficult journey to be on, to be living with physical pain for months, years. Maybe it, you feel it's never going to go away. Right. So when we and talk about not. healing, it, it may not. So Sarah, how do we befriend pain then and not treat it like an enemy? Well, first is to to kind of pull back from the battle lines and kind of say, well, okay, 
how is it possible that pain might be a positive force? You know, we have to make the choice of taking off our armor. And that can be really scary, really, honestly. It can be really, really terrifying when you're in acute pain to try to make friends with your pain. And some people get very angry at that prospect. And I think it's just fine, you know, be angry at it. And then if that's not healing, if the pain's still there, then maybe just try this stepping back into a place of, okay, how can I perceive pain differently? Because the way we perceive it leads to the way we respond to it, leads to the way we experience it, leads to the way we move through it or not. So if we can go to a place where we can uh, befriend it in a sense, um, doesn't mean you have to like it, doesn't mean you have to enjoy it, I don't mean that. But imagine that pain is the part of you that is hurting, asking for a different kind of attention. It's asking for you to pay attention to it in a healing manner. You know, Sarah, I'm reminded of an image from a movie. It was called The Mission, Mm -hmm. and it takes place in Brazil, and Robert De Niro is playing Mm -hmm. a conquistador, and he's climbing up this cliff with vines and stuff, and he has all of his armor. He's put it in a bag Mm -hmm. that he's dragging up this cliff with him, but it's really weighing him down. And I'm thinking (laughs) of that bag as that anger and that where you're looking at pain as a foe and and an enemy and all of that stuff. Well, it's very, very exhausting to try to go up that hill. (laughs) But there is a moment in that movie where he takes his knife and he cuts the cord and yeah. he lets the armor go. Yeah. And it's such a powerful image because we all in the theater just feel like, oh, yeah. it's just such a release. Yeah. And that's what you're that's talking about. That's what I'm about. talking about, to, to let that release happen. And then in that, to begin to try to initiate a conversation with pain, to get curious about what pain is asking for. What does it need? You know, you can do this by, I say, you know, try writing letters to pain, let pain write letters back to you. Imagine pain is sitting in a chair opposite you, allow pain to talk to you. Go sit in the chair as if you're pain and talk back to yourself. Imagine pain comes to the door. I did that. One of the first things I did when I couldn't find a way out of pain, there was no treatments, there was no help for me. I thought, well, I'm going to imagine that I'm going to just go meet pain. Now, Now, that's not something we usually want to do is go meet pain. We want to run from it. But I thought, what if I did the opposite? What if I tried to communicate with pain? So I you imagined, tried everything else. Yeah, I tried everything else. Why not this? So I thought, well, I'm going to imagine pain coming to the door. I have a lot of nerve pain, and my body tends to feel like it's blazing on fire. And so I thought it was probably going to show up as a demon, on you know, fiery demon or something. But I went in my imagination and opened the door to pain. Now, that in itself is a metaphor that's very... Um, it can be scary, but it's also incredibly profoundly healing to imagine opening the door to pain. Sounds like the worst thing to do, but pain's already here. If it's already here, it's kind of the door's already open, but we're pretending we're fighting and pushing against seeing it or being with it. So you're opening the door to being with pain differently. I opened that door and I was very surprised to look out and there was this kind of good looking youngish guy in this sort of silver outfit and he had a hat on, sort of like a helmet, but had the silver wings. And he had the wings on his feet and a little silver slippers. And it was Hermes or Mercury. I was thinking I Mercury, thought, the messenger. It's the messenger from the gods. And I was so surprised. I thought, what? And it was kind of friendly. And then that just sort of popped me out of the visualization for that moment. But I realized, wow, pain is a messenger? Oh, 
Well, that makes sense. Pain's a signal from the body. Pain's trying to tell me something I need to know. Oh, and then I realized pain can be a guide. And with my condition, I had to follow pain because if the pain went up, that means my condition was getting worse. So I had to really listen to pain, learn yes. how to listen to it. You were and I understood that, well, wait a minute, that's a positive. Even though I don't like the feeling of pain, pain is trying to guide me into how I can move through this condition more easily. Well, Sarah, we could talk so much I more. <laughs> I mean, gone. I I just thank you so much for bringing this into focus a little more for us. And yes. I encourage people to pick up the book. It's called The Pain Companion, Everyday Wisdom for Living with and Moving Beyond Chronic Pain by Sarah Ann Shockley. And if you want to know more about her work or this particular book, you can go to her website, thepaincompanion.com. Or if you want to know the full extent of her work, you can go to her website, sarahannshockley.com, and she spells her name S-A-R-A-H-N-A-N-N-E, Shockley, S-H-O-C-K-L-E-Y.com. Or you can get to either of those websites through newdimensions.org. Sarah, thank you so much thank you, for Justine. being part of the New, New Dimensions Cafe today. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I've been speaking with Sarah Ann Shockley, and I want to thank you as a listener for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973 thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.